Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. What is up, my fellow addicts? This is a great episode. Aaron Berg comes in for his first time doing the co-hosting ability with none other than the legend himself, Eric Roberts. You might know him as Julia Roberts' brother, Emma Roberts' father, or in, I think, the Guinness Book of World Records for being in more movies and TV shows than any American actor ever. When I looked at his IMDb page, he had 92 upcoming projects. 92! It's Eric Roberts, a goddamn legend, coming on the SDR show. If you're a fan of Eric Roberts, and who isn't, you could have heard this five days early and commercial free at gasdigitalnetwork.com instead of like the jackass you are right now having to sit through commercials and listen to the show with those commercials in it. Just go to gasdigitalnetwork.com, use the code SDR, do it right now. Uh, and here it is right now, the Eric Roberts episode of the SDR show. This is the intro to the shit show. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. This is the hit show. Show me a tit show. Please, someone fuck the whole weed. I mean, it's hookers and blow. It's art, it's art. You need to know the SDR show. Let's go. Are you guys ready? Yeah. In three, two. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh-huh. Nice. That's the best trick I've ever thought of. That is fucking it. great. I like and it a lot. Eric beat me to it. Uh, you got me good. Uh, here we go. In three, two, it is the SDR show, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll show. I am Ralph Sutton. With me for the first time as a co-host, a uh, host of Berg's Base on the Gas Digital Network. It is Aaron Berg. How are you, buddy? I'm great. Thanks for the promotion, man. I just found out today that I've been upgraded and that this is a regular gig, and I'm looking forward to doing it every uh, Tuesday and the pay bump that comes with it. Yeah, so thank you so, so much. It's so nice of me to do that. So I know you guys actually, which we'll get into, I think you worked together on a movie once, which I, I'd be fascinated to know if he actually remembers that. But well, I got to try and give this guy the best possible intro I can, because what can you fucking say about a man whose career spans six different decades has been in movies ranging from Star 80, Pope of Greenwich Village, TV shows like Heroes. I was watching him on Brooklyn Nine-Nine when I found out he was going to be on the show. He also voices the Killer's Vault podcast, which I think did one season already, another one coming back. Every single music video this man has shown up in has gone platinum, and he's the only American actor to be featured on the Masters BBC show. I could go on and on because he's one of the most featured people in a TV and movie shows of all time, it is none other than Eric Roberts. How are you, sir? What a nice intro. Thank you very much. I'm so impressed with myself, and I I, I didn't know I was supposed to be. Thank you. Thank you. It, Thank it you. is wild. I mean, I'm sure you're asked this a lot, which I think it's for an American actor, it's true, that you're in more movies and TV shows than any other American actor. I saw your IMDb has 92 upcoming projects on its own what also you were supposed to be on the show a couple months ago and then we had a reschedule and since then we're promoting even newer movies so it's like a constant flow you must be and and by the way let me just say one last thing and then we'll i'll ask you but i watch videos of you i do tons of research i have never seen someone who just seems so genuinely happy with (laughs) where they are on earth the love that you have for your wife there's some great stories with that it is a uh, awe-inspiring thing to watch. So just thank you for all that, by the way. It was nice to be watching this for the last couple of days. My favorite quote is you saying, God damn it, I fucking love my wife. It's just great to see, sir. <laughs> After all that, I'm kind of speechless. I don't know what to say. But let me explain to you how this came about very quickly, very succinctly. Uh, I made you know, two to four movies a year, and... You know, you know, that was a lot of movies. And mm-hmm. and I had a great time, did, you know, eight to 12 in TV appearances a year. And, you know, that was a lot of appearances. And then they took film away and they gave us digital. Mm-hmm. So everybody who had a camera became their own, their own like studio. And they started calling me directly. 
And then suddenly we got like 30 offers every day from all over the world. Wow. And my wife said to me, you want to try this? I said, sure. So we, so we, so, so we went around the world a couple of times making movies. And then she sent me around the world for the third time by myself. Bye-bye, Eric. See you later. And so, and I just kept doing it and it just kept being more and more fun. And I kept meeting more and more crazy, wonderful, interesting, young, groovy people and just having a great time. And I and just imagine I also the, the turnaround is much faster now because of the digital age that we live in, right? It went, it went, it went from like a literally 12 weeks to three days. Wow. That's pretty yeah. crazy. Let me ask you this. Do people often say you remind them of a much more upbeat, much more intelligent, much more put together Gary Busey? Do you get that oh, often? No, I've never heard that before in my life. And thank you. I love Gary very much. I've known Gary from the very beginning, from 1979. when I met Brilliant him. actor. Great Brilliant. guy, great human being. Ha- had some issues and, you know, and, uh, and got in his own way a lot. Wonderful human, though. Yeah, I had dinner with him one time and and it was lovely to catch up with him. I think this and I want to ask you this. Do you think because you were such a quintessential actor and a movie star when you first started out that that grants you some longevity? Because I don't think it does. I watch what you do now and you work just as hard as you did back in the old days. Is that correct? Yeah, sure. I just love it. It's just it's not work. It's I mean, it's energy in an endeavor but it's not work it's it's an absolute pleasure all day every day and we all have our bad days but i have very few and i also have this wife who's this powerhouse of an intellect and this powerhouse of a talent and she's and she's a walking saint she's very nice everybody mm-hmm. loves her knows her so i have that what That's i heard that was interesting every- and t- I might be wrong on this. Here's what, by the way, Eric, I do idiotic amounts of research. Aaron can rely on being funny. I cannot. So I have to go into research. And I love this story if it's true. Okay. You meet your wife. Well, now wife of 30 years plus, I think at this point, right? Um, 30-ish years. You met her on a plane. Yeah. She, You had a cat in your lap. She thought you were gay, which is already <laughs> funny, right? But then, and this is the part, I don't know if this is true, because if it is, it's a crazy story. You get her number, you call, but this is 30-something years ago. There's no caller ID. There's no way to check. A dude answers the phone, and you think, oh, it's a fucking boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. And the, the guy says to her, hey, there's a guy named Eric on the phone. He's like, I'm not home. because he, he can hear this. Plus, I think he sounds like Eric, Ro- Eric Roberts. Yeah. And that guy ends up being Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and that's how he puts you two together. Is that actually true? Jeffrey Dean Morgan was my wife's babysitter back in the day. And uh, he answered the phone and he goes to her telephone call. Who is it? Eric. I don't know an Eric. It sounds like Eric Roberts. Oh, I met him on the plane. She takes the call. If he hadn't told her that she would not have taken the call. I would not have called back because I would have thought it got blown off. You right. Know? Of course. No. Of course. So <laughs> is he was he the best man at the wedding, at least or anything like that or? He was not, but we went to his wedding, which was a grand affair. Oh my God. It was a Hollywood movie star, huge wedding. And it was so much fun to be there. And uh, he looked like a movie star. He was cool. That, I mean, that's awesome. And then, you know, speaking of your wife, um, and I'm going to bounce around a little bit because when you have fucking 700 movies to talk about in different parts of your life, I got to hit something that, because you hear things that I don't know if they're true or not. It's just fascinating. But I know I just saw your wife uh, to, to your, I guess, right behind you right now. But she was in Animal House. She's in that very famous scene, uh, Maybe We Dance With Your Dates. That That's your wife. Dance With Your Dates. And she was pregnant at the time. And now that child <laughs> is on tour yeah. with the guy that was in the fucking video that she was in the scene with. Is that actually accurate or am I wrong? Well done. You want to be my manager? You're really good. You're Eric, really good. are you worried that Ralph's been sitting outside your house collecting your garbage because he knows so much about you? Oh, I love it, dude. It's great. I love this. But uh, that's crazy. My wife is so popular because of that movie that, you know, I go places, you know, thinking, yeah, I'm here for you people to say hi, Eric. Eliza Roberts. Hi, but. Oh, wasn't your name Simons? And they always they always ask me. 
Yeah, that's her name when she was in that movie. Blah, that's blah, wild. Blah. And it's oh, it's uh, Otis, Otis Day, right? Otis loves us. That's Otis, who's your son. He, he's on tour with them right now, right? That's right. That's right. That's so His name is Keaton Simons, and he is by far my favorite singer-songwriter. And it's funny because I was listening to some of his music, and one song I said, oh, I know this song. And it was like, oh, it was in the show Suits, and you were in Suits. So that's kind of a full circle thing. And also right. just to give your, him some, your steps, some, some props. He also worked with Chris Cornell, Jason Moran's the guy's not fucking around either. You're though between your, your daughter, your sister, your wife, her parents, it's ridiculous. What's going on with this uh, lineage here. I'm the only one who like, who like, who like got in free. <laughs> <laughs> it's genetic, right? You, you, you know, it's genetic. You've passed on this brilliant seed that's just going all around the world now, right? Uh, you know, you know what I'm very proud of is uh, my my uh, my my wife made Animal House here before I made New King of the Gypsies, but but I was I was I was pretty much first, and yeah. uh, and, and I and I got to share it, so I'm like very proud of that. Here's what I. Ahead, Here's what can I say, Ralph? Yeah, I watched Eric and Star Eighty, which is a spellbinding performance, yeah. and then it's amazing how there's nothing new under the sun because Hollywood loves to repeat and recycle, but once in a while they take something and base it off something. So there was a brand new series that just came out with Kumil Nanjiani, and I may mm -hmm. have messed up his name a little bit. They did the Chippendales stuff, and then I'm watching. The guy that plays the guy that you played opposite Dorothy Stratton and the, the whole murder story. And I can't watch it without thinking about you playing that part. That's how much you made a stamp on that part. Are you aware of that? Only only in the past about a thousand days. And that and that movie's 30 years old. Only in the past about three years have I become aware of, of 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 the fact that some of those filmmakers that that uh, that utilized me like like Bob Fosse like 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 Frank Pearson those guys those guys made great movies and they put me in them and and they yeah. were great leaders I mean Bob Fosse it's an overused and abused word he was a genius yeah. You know? mm -hmm work with a real genius you realize two very important things that they're really hard to find they're so unusual you know it's an overused word but they are unusual little creatures and also that you're not one <laughs> you like very clearly oh that's what that is oh i'm not that and uh and it, he he was he was he was the the most education in the shortest amount of time i ever got up till i got married <laughs> but this you know story that was star 80 then becomes part of a bigger story. And it's amazing how that story catapulted itself into this series that was huge on Hulu, like a month ago, and the movie was so long ago. And I, and I guarantee you, probably Tarantino is going to touch on it or something, and it's going to be part of one of his twisted Hollywood stories at some point. You know point. what's crazy, by the way? Um, I was a nightclub promoter for Chippendales during that time, I knew those people like yeah. it's pretty wild. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. I was over there during that time for the Chippendales dancers. I used to run the nightclub. So they'd be do the dancing. The guys would dance for girls until 10 o'clock. Yeah. And then at 10 o'clock, they would let guys in. And it was my job to go find guys to bring them into Chippendales for a room full of horny women, which is pretty yeah. wild. Wow. Cool. It was a long time. You mentioned that you were the pioneer. I didn't know this until again, doing the research that you were the one who recommended your sister for a bit part in a movie way back in the day. That's fucking crazy. That's just wild. I, I got her, her screen actors guild card and then she took off like a rocket. That's nuts. And then I was watching because I was doing the, the, your first people say your first thing was King of the Gypsies, although it really was a, a Sunday morning television show called The Little Pioneers. That's what I found out. Wow, that was an episode of the Pioneers on a show called Bum Bum and His Buddies on on uh, WAII Channel 11 in Atlanta, Georgia. Good for you, man. You really <laughs> did a lot of homework. Okay, wait. I know some stuff, too, Eric. Hear, Watch Aaron. this. Let's hear it, Aaron. Go you just it. rapped on a film with a friend of mine named Frank Caruso. What a great cat. A quirky little director out of Toronto. Now, Frank, for you... 
a huge get. Frank, very talented guy, but we did a movie years ago with no money, and he just wanted to start making movies. So it was a bunch of young actors just around a pool at a house with no script, no plot, nothing ever came of it. And I go, Frank's dead in the water. Nothing's going to happen. Then I look on Facebook a month ago, and I see your mug next to him. Tell me about this movie. Where'd you shoot it? In Alberta? I don't want to tell you anything about the movie. You have to go watch the movie. Okay. Uh, he, he He's going to be the real thing. Uh, he's, uh, he's a wonderful guy to know. He's a wonderful guy to work with. I liked him as my leader. Good. That's nice. That's a nice plug. By the way, on that note, I, as, I, as you probably can tell now, I've watched tons of hours of you, right? <laughs> Never once, really. You're so kind to every single person that people bring up you always give them accolade or you'll say, you know, it's not me to answer that question. You always, always take the high road, right? I have two examples that I found interesting that were not the high road. And I want to get your opinion on them. Ready? Number one, you said, which he ends up being one of your best friends, I think, to this day, maybe. But Mickey Rourke was a very selfish actor. Oh, right. he's one of the most selfish actors I've ever met in my life. Uh, he, uh, he, he, like, first of all, shows up late every single day. He never loves, he, 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 like, never knows a word of dialogue. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and he, and, but, you know, he's brilliant, Mickey. He's brilliant. Uh, he gave a performance in a movie called Barfly. Great movie. Loved it. Peculiar weird movie about an odd, peculiar weird writer, but Charles Bukowski. Yeah. But, 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 like, Mickey's performance is just, it's just, it's just magnificent. Uh, here's, the, here's, the, here's the worst brag ever. Ready? Me and Mickey Rourke, Wiener Cousins. There you go. Thank you very much. Um, so then the only other thing you said that it was negative in all the hours I've watched, and it's not, it wasn't even you really. I believe it was your wife's mother that said it. Uh, Marlon Brando has a small penis. No, no, no. You got it all wrong. Here's what it was. I worked with Shelley Winters in my first movie as my grandmother. And we and we made friends. We 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 got along great. And she said to me one day, we're talking about intimacy. She was saying things like, if I were younger and I were thinner, you'd be in my trailer right now with the door locked, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, she said, uh, she said, uh, yeah, Marlon and I, we had a thing for a couple of years off and on. He had a very small penis, but he worked very hard. And, uh, <laughs> and I just loved her. That's great. All right, before we go any further, if you are a responsible adult over the age of 21 and you're living in a state where Delta 8 is legal, I just realized that rhymes, and if you want to get high, fucking super duper high, there's only one answer. It's YoDelta.com. You could stock up on high-quality, lab-tested Delta-8 gummies and vapes for all of your getting high needs. And if you're over the age of 21 and living in a majority of the states where this is legal, simple. Go to YoDelta.com, stock up on that Delta-8. If you don't know what Delta-8 is, well, that means you haven't heard this show in a while. But it's found in hemp, and it can be legally shipped to various states in the United States, and it gets you really fucking high. At YoDelta.com, you can find a mix of gummies and vapes for all your getting stone needs. And at YoDelta.com, their Delta 8 is a product that should be taken responsibly. So uh, go to YoDelta.com, use the code GAS, you're going to get 25% off. Once again, the promo code is GAS, that's G-A-S. You get 25% off your entire order at YoDelta.com, home of Delta 8, that will get you super fucking high. Let's get back into it. You, you said that you hire people at this point because you have, I mean, as I said, 92 movies coming out, right? Um, you have readers that go through scripts for you and decipher, okay, this, this is one you should look at, this one you should look at. Has there been one where you got pissed off because they missed out on a great show or great movie and you're like, what the fuck? How did you pass on that? No. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not that kind of judge. I don't oversee everything like that. Mm -hmm. I, I allow them to, to, to be grownups and, uh, and, uh, and to give me synopsis. You know, these are good synopsis. These are stuff I didn't like synopsis. And so, but, but I read them all, but, but I, I, had that opinion before I get into it. And it makes it easier for me because I like these kids and these kids are both smarter than I am. So it's handy. Do, do you ever have to battle between being an artist and using your art 
for capitalist reasons. Has there ever been a point in your career where you said, I'm doing this for money? All the time, dude. <laughs> like like every every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, maybe. Like come on. Sure. Uh no, there comes a time, you know, you you like start out as a very precious, precious, delicate, sincere artist. And then and then and then and then you go through life and career and like people and, and winnings and losings and lovings and hatings, and, and you realize that, 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 that you're just like everybody else. You just happen to have a better time at one little event, and uh, you have to accept what you are. And once you do, and you have, and then, and then you find your humor about yourself, and then you realize, oh my God, I took myself so seriously, how embarrassing, and you get over yourself. And once you do, if you're with somebody, like I have a wife who's my best everything. And, uh, and and if you have that, you can ask that person. You can, you know, ask for help. You can say, am I doing this right? And, uh, and Did you find a point where your careers merged, the two of you? Well, yeah. Uh, what happened, it was my fault. But what happened was uh, I got a call from an agent's assistant who told me that all the stuff was being Turned down without telling me because it wasn't offering me enough money, blah, blah, blah. And I said, Do you have a list? And she said, Yes. So I I like I fired the agency all over that. But when you fire a big agency, they can ruin you because yeah. they can tell people he's hard to work with, blah, blah, blah. And they mm-hmm. and they can and a lot of times do ruin people. And so I told them, Don't ever mention my name and I won't and I won't see you. So leave me alone. And I went home that day and I told my wife, You're the boss. And she says, I can't do this. I said, but you've been doing it. You're the boss. Uh, so, And so she was so loved as a casting director and so loved as who she is and also as an actor that um, all the doors opened for all the little independents and they, and they sprouted up because everybody became their own studio all over the world. And they all wanted Eric in a movie for a minute. That's so awesome. Said, okay. I'm going to ask you, there's so many movies and TV shows. We're going, to, we're going to add, bring up some of them, of course, throughout the interview. But do you have like, if I were to just randomly pull something from your crazy catalog, do you remember everything or are there are things that come out? You're like, oh yeah, I shot that. I forgot I shot that. Like how much of each one is vested, takes up a space of Eric Roberts' brain? If I have more than a scene... I can remember it. If I have a scene, I'm like, nah, I don't know. Yeah, I like, I remember the trip, but I don't remember the actual shooting or I remember the costume, but not the director, whatever it is. But I, I will drop certain things if it's an in and out. But mm-hmm. if I start in it or it's a big a supporting role, it's a family every time. And you fall in love with these people through your character and through your work process. And so you're bonded. And so you don't forget those people. And there are lots of them, dude. <laughs> The story I loved, because uh, it's such a great movie, and this scene is so, uh, like, memorable. And the fact that you it was written the night before blew my mind, which is the specialist. You and Sylvester Stallone, you go to see them filming, and Sly goes, hey, you, we don't have a scene together, and I'm going to write one. And then the scene with the knife and the straight, that whole thing just was written the night before. That's crazy to me. Yeah, well, that's Sly. He's cool. Hey, Eric, we're going to have a scene together. So write one. I will. We'll shoot it tomorrow. And we did. And that's fucking so cool that, that something that memorable just kind of came together like that. But then, jump ahead. Expendables. He writes me the best monologues I've ever had as a bad guy. I've got scenes with uh, with uh, Dolph, where I bring Dolph heroin. He's a junkie. You don't know this in the movie. He's a junkie, and I and I hold the power of his addiction, and I have him undermine the expendables for me, blah, blah, blah. It's all this backstory cool shit. But we're shooting, and we don't shoot my good stuff. We don't shoot my good stuff. We don't shoot my good stuff. And we're in the last, like, 10 days. And I say to Sly, Sly, when are you going to shoot my stuff? And he goes, we're not. And I said, why not? And he goes, it's not Eric Rubble's movie. (laughs) And so you never know what you're going to get. And also... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and also in the in the in the first time out with him uh where we did that scene overnight um he was he was a star he was not the producer he was not the director he was not the writer mm-hmm. he uh he wrote that scene but he's not the writer of the movie but in our movie the expendables he was 
the writer, the star, the director, the producer. He had a schedule to have to meet, blah, blah, blah. He had a studio t- that he had to deal with all all hands on. So there's a lot of reasons. Right. But that makes I, sense. I was very disappointed. You so often play bad guys, but you seem so genuinely a nice guy. Do you relish that other side of you to find and play these wacky, wild guys? Or is that, or is that just a part that's inside of you? It's like not about my psyche. It's about having fun. Your bad guys are just more fun. You get you have better clothes. You get better cars. You get better guns. You get better deaths. You get better love scenes. You get better everything, except you don't live and you don't win. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. That's true. That's very true. The story, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let Aaron get some questions too. I'm sorry, Aaron. I'm just very excited this is happening. But yeah, the story I, I really love is so your uh, role in Pope of Greenwich Village is so iconic. You know, you uh, it just the two of you together, phenomenal. But the fact that you went one way that you were so sure about that ends up getting the original director fired so that your vision could come to screen is wild that they actually backed you for that. Am I, am I fucking that up or is that right? No, that's right. But it's, it's a long story and it's a very selfish story. It's a very me, me, me story. So I, so I hate going through it, but you know, to make a long story, very short. I got offered that role in January and they said, pick a part, Paulie or Charlie, pick a part, Eric. So I picked Paulie and uh, they said, okay, we're going to, we're, we're, and, uh, and uh, that was January, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the first week of January of that year. Okay. They go after Mickey. They get Mickey. We, we go into rehearsal. We had five days of rehearsal in August of that year. So I had eight months and I lost, you know, 30 pounds. I perm my hair, love my script and stood up ready to go. And the director said, why are you so skinny? I said, I want to be a walking spaz attack. He said, why'd you perm your hair? I said, same thing, walking spaz attack. He said, what the F is a walking spaz attack? I said, you know, John Belushi, only skinny. He said, we disagree. Don't play this guy like that. I said, no, that's what I'm doing. He goes, well, if you're going to do that, I want you to resign. And I said, I'm not going anywhere. And so the producers fired him and they brought in Stuart Rosenberg, who directed a great movie. That's really What happened to the guy that got fired? He directed the Civil War dramas for Ted Turner. Yeah. Yeah. They're good, man. They're good. They're, they're yeah. fun to watch. I'm a history You guy. just say nice things about everybody. Really Let me does. ask you this. He made, he, made, he made good documentaries about the Civil War. You worked with a brilliant actor named Aaron Berg. You were on a project <laughs> called Witchblade. Now, you probably don't remember this project. This project took place in Toronto, Canada. Nancy Butler. Nancy Butler. Nancy Butler. Oh, you got dude, it. He does remember everything. He's not fucking around, Aaron. And this Ridley was a Scott. this was a big role for Aaron Berg. He got to set. He finds out Eric Roberts is in my scene. Now you don't know what it's like to be a Canadian actor. You're just very happy to be there. You're hoping you make enough that year so that you can start to get benefits, like medical benefits. You're just ecstatic, and then you look at the call sheet, and I and I go, I'm number sixteen, which to me was moving up. This was I was no longer chubby gay guy number three. This was <laughs> this was a real part, Eric. This was skinhead number two. Wow. So I. I get and I go, Eric Roberts. And this is before phones. This is before you could just go, who's Eric Roberts? Because I already knew who Eric Roberts was. And I got there and you could not be more professional, more kind. And when I invited you back to my trailer to show you how I did my chest workout, you very kindly said, no, thanks. I'm not interested. I want to have nothing. When was that? When was that, Aaron? Oh, my gosh. It was so long ago and they cgi that episode the episode is still available they made me look like another person in some of the scenes it's really odd i'd never seen that done before that's the first time i met you and you went and ate lunch with everybody else which blew my mind because i was like this is a real movie star and i thought you would have this quality where you'd go off and eat back in your trailer or something and you just sat down and ate mediocre chicken with the rest of us no, everybody kind of expects that, but that's not fun. And that's no, it's not. And it's also lonely. I mean, you know, why, yeah. why, why put yourself through that? 
Now that I'm a star, when I go back to sets, I like to I get along with the crew the best because I I think of myself as a blue collar working guy. No matter how much money I make, I'm a working guy that's out there busting my butt and I'm doing this movie doesn't happen without this entire crew, without the Jenny op, without the boom guy. And some of the actors are great and some of the actors are prima donnas, but I get along the best with the crew because they're working class people. Do you find that? You brought that up. So you brought that up because I work all over the world and I made hundreds of movies outside, outside the U.S., way outside, on the other side of the of the globe. All crews are the same and yeah. they're all groovy. Yes. Yeah. Eric, now that you've worked with Aaron Berg, is there anyone else left on the planet that you want to work with? Or is there? Well, there is an actor who I've known for like 46 years. God, I have. I've known him since I was 19. So that, yeah, wow. And um, and that's Christopher Walken. We've we've never worked together. Mm-hmm. So, so well, yeah, no, no, we have. We have, but it, but it was not on the same set at the same time. I was playing some kind of saint and he was playing a devil and I was talking to him and he was talking to me through through time, you know, but we weren't mm-hmm. acting together. So and I want to work with him. I want to do something like a a Christopher Walken, Eric Roberts version of Beckett, you know, Marlon Brando and mm-hmm. O'Toole, you know, some, some, something a very powerful men who were obviously not in control of the situation. <laughs> and, uh, and I just, I just, I just love Walken's work so much. And, and I love Walken so much. And I've yet to ever work with him. That's and, pretty uh, wild. There's rumors for years about a Pope of Greenwich Village, too. Is that ever going to happen or is that never happening? I would love it to happen. Uh, Everybody in the world wanted to what uh, to do it, you know, for a while, and now it's it's like raising its head again. The past couple of years, a lot of people are after it. Uh, you know, you know, you know. We'll see. But the thing is, uh, we have to because you know Mickey looks you know, very different now. So we have to do is you have to open open the movie explaining why he looks different. Right. So it's not a shocking thing. And uh, so we open it up with him being beaten almost, you know. To death because right. I guess I'm wrong, <laughs> and uh, then, and then we go from there. But 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 um, we've yet to to decide how to do it. Of your ninety two upcoming projects, That's is there lot. one that sticks out that you're super super excited about? Well, I tell you what, I made an appearance um, in in the in, what's what's a Margot Robbie film called, baby? What's a Margot Robbie film called? Babylon? <laughs> Babylon? She says, yeah, of course, Babylon. No bad pit, Mara Robbie. Uh, 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 it, it's a really cool movie. Damien Giselle, he's 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 a, he's a bit of phenomena. And anyway, that 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 is my is my is my latest biggest thing that's out there. Mm-hmm. But uh and I don't really watch myself anymore. I haven't watched myself in a long time. I mean, you have no time left in the day. You're in so many fucking things. How could you watch yourself? No, no, it's it's not like that. It's like uh, I just I just got sick of watching myself. I mean, right. I, I I like saw too much of myself. And I, I so now, here's some weird uh, Eric Roberts lore that I'd like to be cleared up. You ready? Okay. okay. Tell me where I go off the rails here. Born in in Mississippi, but you're only there for three days. You grew up in New Orleans. You lived on a boat, then moved to Atlanta. But at some point, this is what I hear: your dad sold vacuum cleaners, and your mom was a housewife. But at some point, they open up a school. They work with Martin Luther King Jr. Somehow, I'm not exactly sure what that is. But here's where it gets weird. Somewhere in there also, your dad was apparently running guns to Cuba. How much of that is accurate? It's all accurate, but it's way out of order. Okay, well, that's allowed. I just didn't early, when he was a kid, he ran guns to Cuba. And my earliest memories are on that boat. I was probably three and a half or four when I remember, you know, you know, you know, you know, being on a dock in Cuba. But... Uh, uh, and so, uh, so, uh, so that's very early. And the, and, and, and the acting school was funded in part by the Martin Luther King foundation and mm-hmm. all the King, you know, kids were in our school, Yoki, Marty Dexter and bunny. And, uh, and we, we grew up together. We're very close. You know, you know, Yolanda and I, who I, who I call Yoki, uh, Yolanda and I were, uh, were, were discussing a project we we're, we're going to do together. And when she died, and mm-hmm. she died, hold on just a second, I'm turning it off. 
Yeah, she uh, she had died very suddenly, very unexpectedly. So uh, uh, and uh, so that all fell apart. And uh, Marty and I have uh, have yet to accept the time when when I went down there uh, over her death. Uh, Marty and I have not spent time together in years, mm-hmm. even though we all grew up together and we're all very close and we all loved each other very much. Uh, I got I got closest probably to Dexter, but uh, we loved them all. Fair enough. So at least I, I was right, but I was out of order. That's the best way. Oh, to yeah. Put it. Yeah, all right, Scott, I'll take it. I'll take it as a win if you don't mind, Eric. Okay, cool. Eric, also, go ahead. If you had the opportunity, and Christopher Walken reaches out and calls you tomorrow and goes, "I was thinking," I don't do impressions. Eric. If he goes, "If I, Eric, it's me, Christopher Walken," I, that's dice. If that he dice. calls that up, totally dice. If he calls up and says, "Gagoosh, I want to work <laughs> with you," it's me. What? If he goes, I love the idea. Or the back of peace. But oh, I let think me it, put this in there first, Aaron. I heard yeah. it on the SDR show. Continue. Okay. That's what he says. Really? I heard on the SDR <laughs> show <laughs> that you were talking right. about doing this right. show with me, Christopher Gagoosh walking. What if he now, comes on, up to you? We lost him a second. We lost him a second. Oh, why? You think he just uh, hung up because my dice impression? <laughs> Can you hear us, sir? <laughs> we lost him a second. It's a good freeze. He looks happy yeah. there, but. He is. What my my for walking and I? Well, hold on, Eric. We we lost your video. Yeah, your video is frozen. Your internet connection is unstable. We lost. Oh. Yeah, we lost everything. Oh, back. So we we back? we. Are you back? With are you back? I, we so back? we. I can hear. There, wait, you're back. It's back. It's back. Cool. My my question was: If he reached out to you and goes, "I heard on the SDR show you have this idea. I would love to do it, but I think it's a play." Let's take it off Broadway. Would you bite? Sure, I would. Uh, I, I, I would. I would. Then, as soon as I hung up from him, I would say, "God, we're not going to make any money this year, honey," because <laughs> 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 you know that's what happens when ever you do theater, you lose financially. Yeah. Yeah. You also said you've been asked to direct well over two hundred times, but you have no interest in directing. I don't want to be a. a a responsible grown-up boss. I love my job. It just and also, by the way, I would see with your lust for life, carefree, enjoy the moment attitude. You can't really do that as a director. Am I right to assume well, that? Absolutely, you have to be a grown-up, and you have to be everybody's mother. It's a responsibility. That's a that's a, that's a, that's a very grown-up job. I'm not interested. Do you think that the best actors? are worldly and wise adults, but somehow able to tap into just being pure children? No, well, the, well, the best artists are going to are gonna be people who are never grown up because to a grown up is to su- su- suppress the human nature. And the human nature has to be sprouting all over the place to, uh, to be a really good actor. And uh, so you are, to put it kindly, you are immature. And uh, and to 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 put it more honestly, you're a big baby, and uh, but you have intelligence. You have to, yeah. know how to present and how to do accents and uh, how to how to how to understand other psyches. You have to not be stupid, but but you you don't have to be as gifted as they say you do. You know, I mean, I'm an example of that. I am I am. I am not terribly gifted. I'm not terribly smart. I am a good actor, but I'm not terribly. I'm not a genius. Okay. Worst character choice you've ever made that you regret, where you took a character absolutely one way and in retrospect. I would love to tell you that. I would love to answer that question. But if I answer that question, everybody goes to that movie. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody goes to that. And then, and then that becomes the Eric Roberts moment for 30 days. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't want that in our lives. But you got oh, one yeah. in there, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it was a favor, and uh, it was a comedy, yes, and not funny comedy. And uh, and I did it. The every minute of it, I knew this is ridiculously bad. But I yeah. kept going because it was a friend, and uh, regret. And you know, 
I had still done you know, many projects for friends, but I, I, my, my advice to all of you out there is don't help your friends. Pat their backs, but don't help them. It, let, it, me, let me ask you this, though. Of the, six decades, of the six decades that you've worked as an actor, can you tell us which decade it was in? Yeah, it was uh, in the 90s. In the 90s. Okay, fair enough. That, that's good. Like and since you've taught me, don't work with your friends. I'll be hanging up now. And thanks for having me, Ralph. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 I don't. I don't mean that as it sounds. I love working with my friends. Well, what really makes friends like people? Because I would imagine in Hollywood that there's a lot of false friendship as well, where yeah. people are like, "I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to send you and your wife a lovely thing," but they're hoping for something on the right. back end. For instance, up until thirty seconds ago, I didn't know Aaron and I were friends. Yeah, I still don't. But but that's that's where 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 the fork in the road happens. If you trust, if you don't, if you trust, they're your friends. If you don't, they are not. If they do, they 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 are. And if they don't, they are not. It's it's all about trust. And right. if you have it, they're your friends. And if you don't, they're your acquaintances. It's it's all okay. It's all legal. It's not like wrong. Yeah. <laughs> My no. wife will just meet somebody and go, oh, I met a new friend. I'm like, that's not a friend. That's just someone you met at a bus <laughs> station. Yeah, it's an acquaintance. That's fine. Acquaintance okay. is fine. Yeah. I touched on this at the beginning of the interview, Eric, that you've been in a, several music videos. And ha- amazingly, every single one of them has gone platinum. If you're Isn't in the video, cool? you're platinum. And the original one was The Killers, Mr. Brightside. And your kids talked you into it. You called back when your kids said, don't be an idiot. And you did it. And now you're the go-to. You're in Rihanna's video. You were in a second killer's video. Do you get now because your track record is literally batting a thousand? Are you getting that's probably more than it? Even movies, people ask you to do do music videos. There are. I get dozens of offers every day from from like from like bands in Istanbul who you'll never hear of again, to to uh, to 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 possible good name groups who who want me to be in the video and. Uh, now it's not just a yeah and I go. It's a let me let me let me let me see your storyboard and how we're doing. You have to like the song as well, or you don't care so much about the song. No, I have to like the artist. Okay. And, uh, all most, the guys, all the guys I've been with, I just love them. Now and, most people don't know this, but you dressed up as a young lady and climbed on stage with Bruce Springsteen in Dancing in the Dark. Uh, <laughs> I, I was that's true. You know, my uh, my wife was in that video. You know, really? No shit. Yes, she has natural carrot red hair. She's in that video. Black and white. It's not. Yeah, right. It's a black and white video. You wouldn't see that. What was she doing? That was she clapping? We're we're doing the clapping. It was actually it was actually um um wait it was a different video. It was very romantic. It was Uh with Springsteen. I have to think of it. (laughs) <laughs> she's uh, she's getting camera shy. She's freaking okay. out. Okay, I can hear her. Yeah. yeah. Also, by the way, we you know we touched on yeah. your your sister. We touched on your stepson. It's also hilarious how your daughter has become a superstar. So much so, by the way, this is what's hilarious. I met a girl the other day that was a little younger. She's like 25, 26, right? Right. And I said, oh, I'm interviewing Eric Roberts tomorrow. She was Eric Roberts. She wasn't sure. I said, oh, Emma Roberts. That she was Emma Roberts. Like. She and she she's too young, you know, and she was great in American Heart Story. But I my favorite thing she ever did was We're the Millers, which is just a great movie. Mine, too. Yes, mine, too. I love that movie and I love her work in that movie. Yeah, she's great in that. It's such a great thing. And, and did you fear her getting into the same world that you were in? Because you even said you became too famous, too young and it corrupted you. Were you worried that that might happen to your daughter? No, because you know, I was, I was an 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 uneducated idiot, and she's <laughs> she's a, she's, a, she's a very together, and she's very cool, and she's very business oriented. And mm-hmm. uh, I was none of those things. I was not smart. I was not cool, and I was not oriented towards anybody's business. And so, you know, I just got lucky, man. She 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 she, she took aim and fired. You know, mm-hmm. I got lucky. Isn't it awesome to have a daughter? Yeah, it is. It's so cool. And and also, you're a god. You're a god to that little child. 
until the day they turn 14. And overnight, it's dead. You're so stupid. And really? it's so hard. <laughs> About five years, dude. Aaron, you got a few more years left to enjoy it, Aaron. That's My good. daughter's five. She called me dude today. She goes, dude. <laughs> loving, dude. It's so loving. Yeah. Uh, there's a quote where Leonard, Leonardo DiCaprio said. Piper. 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 Piper, not hyper, Piper. not, not, not over it. Piper. Piper, like, uh, Piper. you know, like, uh, Piper, Piper, Piper Parabu, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me ask you, is it, this is a hard question for you to answer. I'm sure you're not going to answer it. You're going to answer very politically correct. But uh, Leonardo DiCaprio said you are the best actor of our generation. Oh, I did not know that. I think that is so cool of him to say that about me. So let's put that on the side for a second. Let's assume just for the argument that maybe that's not true. If you had to pick someone, who would you say is the best actor of our generation? Well, she's a lot younger, so it's not fair. But I'm so in love these days with Margot Robbie, I can't see straight. That bitch can act. <laughs> Damn. And, and, uh, the nice way to put it. I like that. We lost you a second. That, a scene that did not end up in the movie that is just a crime because it just, mechanically, she was magnificent in the scene. And it's, I'm in a car, a 19, 14, 18 car, and I'm on the this old car, of his long winding driveway while she's on a wall by the driveway, walking backwards barefoot in a man's shirt, holding a drink, talking to me for four takes, the, the, the last over two minutes a take. And she did perfect every time, walking backwards with a drink, dude. And, and That's I cool. just, 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 just mechanically artistically every way there is she's perfect for me as an actor do you know what eric does really well that modern actors fail at he very rarely uses the word like that's like going to the like you know how young kids say like all the time every word that comes out of his mouth it's not calculated but it counts for something you know what i mean I miss that. When I was in college, we did this test, how far you could go without saying, uh, um, or like, and yeah. most people could not last a minute. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. I'm going to give you an actor's name. Tell me what you think of this guy. Walter <laughs> Goggins. Help he, me. He, you love Walter. He's in, he's in, what Righteous, is he in? Righteous Gemstones with you. Righteous who, Gemstones. Who, who, who do you play in Righteous? He was, he was heavy in the season before you, and but then, then, um, is he the guy who came to set that day? Just say hi to me. Who weighs about no two sixty two? Had a great big dude. No, no, no. 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 good looking, skinnier guy in Righteous Gemstones. He left for a while. He was like Uncle Bubba or something. I think was his name, but he I didn't look like a. a you can. I wish I could put a face I'll to him. I hate that. I'll give you a face. I'll give you a face. Okay. And I'm telling you, I think you would really see pieces of you in him. In Sons of Anarchy, he played a trans prostitute. He was in the he was in the Shield for every season. He was right. He was Chickless's uh, right hand guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hateful Eight. Yeah, just tell me a picture of him. I know exactly who he is. Yeah, your wife said you love him. You love him. I, uh, Righteous <laughs> Gemstones. How great was that? I saw Eric Andre out last night, and he was in the last season of Righteous. What a great show that was. Amazing what a cool show. guy Eric Andre is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's you, you're you doing these banger that? shows. These shows are amazing shows with you've gone from doing the grittiest hardcore New York type drama to the funniest funniest HBO series that exists in the world. Isn't that amazing? I have never liked a job more than playing junior on Righteous Gemstones. I've had a lot of jobs, dude. I've had a lot of jobs I loved. I have never had, I've never liked a job more than Righteous Gemstones, ever. Such a good show. Such a great, great show. Love that show so much. He like sets the whole precedence of it. He, he, it's it's also an overused word for him too. He is a genius. Yes. But he's a genius in how he balances the whole situation, all those egos, all those talents, all that brilliance, all that idea, and he puts it all together and he makes it into a molding thing that works. He's just a cool, gifted guy. Anything and, uh, McBride touches is gold. Yeah. Eastbound and yeah. down, vice principles. Oh, those are also Christ. good. Jesus Christ. And it's so getting good. to the point where that type of comedy may not be 
allowed anymore. It almost seems it's so edgy the stuff that they do, and it's well, so on the bottom because I live for it. Yeah, don't take it from me. I live for that kind of comedy. Yeah, me too. Let yeah. me ask you this: So you said uh, in an interview your five favorite films that you've done. Well, you didn't like to say favorites. You said five seminal films because you didn't want to make favorites. But Star Eighty, Runaway Train, It's My Party, Love Is a Gun, and Purgatory. Right. So those were you said were your five that were like the the ones that really stick out in your uh, repertoire. If there was a movie in the past few years that you did that you wished everybody would see, what would that be? What's a movie I made with Patrick Warburton? Oh, The Civilization of Maxwell Bright. Good name. Good name. Sounds important. He's not a man who's a mean MF. Man, he's a bad dude. He's just not good people. He owns he owns he owns a TV repair and a sales shop where he sells TV and he and he and he repairs TVs. And I work there. And it's about him and his abusive relationship with his wife. He turns around later. It's a happy kind of a story, but it's also very realistic. It's very balanced. Anyway, his performance, he's he's the enterprise guy. You know, you know the enterprise guy? Who uh who uh who Patrick Warburton. Know Patrick him. Warburton. I know Patrick Warburton, yeah, sure, of course. Okay, Google Patrick Warburton, you'll see everything. I know who he is, of course. As far as him, he's magnificent. And I play this little weasel of a guy who uh, you know, was obviously abused as a child and has a stuttering disorder and is all effed up, but um loves his boss, who's this abusive guy. And and it's about all the abusive guys in relationships, and I'm just one of the relationships. I'm I'm just a supporting role in it. But it's a movie that I gave myself to in that I had the time to do homework and and like and develop a character with it, which I, I don't have all that time anymore anymore. So mm-hmm. I'm very proud of that. And I'm just so blown away by Patrick because I love the guy as a guy, only he's a great actor. He's like a great effing actor. Dude. He's uh, Joe Swanson on Family Guy, isn't he? It's, he is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was Elaine's boyfriend on Seinfeld. Yeah, Mr. Uh, yeah. 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 Very interesting guy. Right. Great. His voice is unmistakable. Anyway, the civilization of Maxwell Bright. Everybody see that movie, man. It's going to be hard to find, but find it. Okay. All right. Now. Um, before I ask the last round of the questions, Aaron, I want you to, have, if there's a chance, if anything else you want to ask, I don't want to step on it before we go into the first. Do you have anything Oh, you're going to do like a big, like you're going to rattle off a whole bunch of questions and he's going to answer them like really instantaneously. So I got to get my last one in before that. Something like that. Something what's like the, that. what's your, if you right now, tonight, you've done this call, I go, Eric, you got three hours. You can watch any movie in the world that you like that reminds you of your childhood or of your family. What movie would you turn on tonight? If you had three hours, you talk about tonight in this moment in time. Yeah. I'm going to leave you guys and go upstairs, turn off the lights, close the blinds, we black in that room, and I'm going to turn off the playoff game that I haven't watched with the Eagles. Oh, okay. that's good. I know who wins and all that, but I haven't watched the game yet. Yeah. Ah, this thing about traveling so much, you miss the playoffs, and sometimes you miss the Super Bowl, dude. It kills you. Oh God. But uh, but but yeah, I'm gonna go up there and I'm gonna turn off all the lights and get all dark and have have my have my have my have my Boston cream donut and my almond <laughs> milk, and I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch a game. Okay. What about this? Uh, a non-acting, non-movie TV show related hobby of Eric Roberts. Something you really enjoy doing outside of the world of acting. Pro football, dude. I I, I have I know all the teams, all the players. I have you know, several favorite teams. I just love the game. I love the coaches. I love the fact we have a new generation of young coaches who are all younger than me. And, uh, and, and they're just incredible teams now. And all the quarterbacks are phenomenal and we had these two who played for the for the for the nfc championship i mean god these guys are unbelievable athletes and i just love watching them it's an old guy now i love watching these these uh, these young guys kill it and my, my last question before we go to the first is this does you do you and your wife figure out like okay we can we have time to do i'm going to make up a number 40 movies or 40 tv shows this year but then we got to take time off to be just the two of us or is it not that regimented? We never talk numbers. And my wife was never like this before me, so I'm going to talk about it. 
I'm very handsy. I'm very, I grab my wife. I grow up my wife. I jump my wife. I, I'm, I'm all over her all the time. Mm-hmm. She, she like, she like used to complain about it. Will you stop it all the time? But now she accepts it. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like I like probably broke her in, but she accepts it. So okay, and but but and so so we're like always. I mean, whenever we're alone, we're not having sex, but we're intimate all day long, every day. It's like it's like we're like to like to like to like kids who have a crush all the time, and it just makes our our relationship fun. It makes it makes and, and that's what was the question. <laughs> oh yeah no. we, we 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 don't plan to take time off ever we never do we've been on we we've we've been kissing for 31 years we've been married for 30 years we 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 work is our we've had two vacations one for four days and one for six i heard that you uh you talked the director into putting your whole family and friends up for sharktopus and that's how you got talked into that <laughs> Yo. we've done stuff like that <laughs> that 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 kind of stuff is just crazy silly and it yeah. just happens once but but yeah yeah sure. all right so the name of the show is the sdr show sex drugs and rock and roll show we've asked every guest this question since the show has started the first time ever i saw concert which is your first experience with all three. We start with uh, with rock and roll, and we just mean the first concert you went to. It doesn't have to be rock, but a concert you went to because you wanted to go see them, not like your parents dragged you to something, something you said, I want to go see this group. It doesn't have to be rock and roll, but the first concert memory of Eric Roberts. First concert memory of Eric Roberts was, I heard Rod Stewart was coming to town. This is 1971. And I said, uh, well, uh, I'm going to scalp tickets, make some money, and go. So I bought a bunch of tickets. I go. It did not sell out. I got stuck with the tickets, but I went. It was a great concert, only half full in Atlanta, Georgia, 1971. Wow, that's funny. We had uh, little Steven on from uh, Bruce's band. When he went and saw uh, Rod Stewart for the first time in Faces, he came out. No, he was with Jeff Beck, whatever it was. He came out and he goes, Rod Stewart's white? Like he had no idea because <laughs> there was no way to know that at the time. It's pretty so cool. Sad. We lost, we lost, we lost Jeff Beck. Yeah, it's horrible. We just lost yeah. Jeff Beck. Such a talented guy. I'm such a fan. So now we asked then the second one is the first drug you ever did after weed. I know the first time you did weed, you were 13. You didn't try to get to your 19, but the first drug you did after weed. Shrooms. Shrooms. Nice. Yeah. Did you enjoy them? I know you were a party guy for a while. You you've talked extensively on how in the eighties it was all filled with cocaine on every set and stuff. But was Shroom something that you enjoyed, or was it a one time thing? I wasn't. I wasn't doing it then, and that that's that's a drug you have to do with a friend in a controlled environment because mm-hmm. you get on a school bus. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but close. Okay. Anyway, but but yeah, you know Shrooms. Uh, have a time and a place in your life. Okay, and now the first time you had sex, uh, it, it, I, I got, I got, I got set up by a group of guys. Oh, uh, they tricked you. They, they're much older than me, and all year long they said you're a virgin. I said no, I'm not, no, I'm not. But of course I was. And then at the end of the year, they set me up with these two girls, and they said, "Have fun, suck." Two. Uh, yeah, they, they, they all left. These girls were there, and they said, you know, and they, they took advantage of me, and then. Oh. Uh, the next day I went to have to have breakfast and all and the whole team was there waiting and they applauded. <laughs> so wait, I'm your sorry. first wait, your first time having sex was a threesome? Yeah. Wow. Jesus Christ, that goes well with the Eric Roberts folklore for sure. I also like that your um your wife said that you were too pretty and the and your accident made you uh more approachable as an actor. Do you agree with that? Yes, you think so. My 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 wife has this thing about 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 pretty boys. She 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 doesn't respect them. And oh, then she'd love me. Yeah, yeah. she uh, she likes when we have a broken nose. She says, "See, look how great that is on you." She's she's that kind of broke. Good. Well, I I don't know what else we need to do to promote Eric Roberts. For God's sake, we could follow him at Eric Roberts Actor on Instagram. Just turn on the TV. 
at any given time of day. Forget about six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You'll always see Eric Roberts on. As I said at the top of the show, evident by as I got the email that he was coming on the show, he was literally on my television. I was watching him in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Is there anything that you would like to specifically promote before we go around the room and wrap it up? Go and watch Witchblade with me and Aaron Berg. <laughs> no, I want to thank you for talking about this man who is this incredible, overwhelming, overflowing, brilliant talent who everybody thinks I feel that way because he's a relative, and it's Keaton Simons. This singer-songwriting guitar player is the, is the triplest threat I've ever met in my life. He opened for Eric Clapton a while back, and, and, and now he's playing with Brett Young, and he's just this incredible musician, and you guys brought him up. I want to thank Yeah, I mean, he worked with uh, Chris Cornell. That song from Suits yeah, is fantastic. Yeah, he, you he, just, and my, just... he and my Chris were really tight, yeah. and they were about to go on tour together. And then Chris went away. That's unfortunate. Uh, Aaron, your plugs? Uh, everything. All my dates are at AaronBerg.com. Berg's base is on Gas Digital. I'm uh, going to be around New York City the next month and a half. Check me out at The Stand, Gotham Comedy Club, New York Comedy Club, all those great comedy clubs, and uh, AaronBerg.com for all my dates. I said, now, um, Eric, um, our producer who's not on the phone today, she has a podcast, and she always says it's called The Thing Is, and it's about dating, fighting, and ghosts. So we always ask our guests, don't answer until I chime in and Aaron chimes in, which is, does Eric Roberts believe in ghosts? I think it's a yes. Aaron, what do you think? Aaron? Is he frozen? He's frozen. He's back. He's back. Aaron, what do you think? Yes. You say yes also. Okay. Eric, what's the answer? Do you believe in ghosts? I believe in the truth. <laughs> Come on. There are ghosts. Okay, okay yes. fair enough. There are ghosts. That's fine enough. That, that's good enough. Okay, so follow me everywhere at I am Ralph Sutton. My other podcast on health and wellness called Good Sugar comes out every Monday, currently in the top 100 of iTunes Health. We're opening our first location on 3rd Avenue and 69th Street. It will be open in mid-February. Come down and eat a healthy meal with us. Again, it's called Good Sugar. We add a song to the playlist every single week. I will let Eric Roberts pick a song. Anything you want us to hear. Obviously, your stepson would make the most sense. But uh, whatever it is, we'll add it to the SDRshow.com slash playlist. What song would you like? Uh, let's go Best Revenge, Keaton Simons. We'll add that to the playlist. And thank you so much, Eric. It's an honor to have you on. And we'll see everyone next time on the SDR Show. My hard work turns to dust Behind my back Concealed a liar Anger fighting to erupt Now I'm gonna buy my time While I keep it inside I'm gonna toe the line Then I'll sit back And take what's mine My justice Will never be Share a vision.
illusion Or were we watching different screens A trusting fool caught off guard To save all your apologies Now I'm gonna bide my time While I keep it inside And I'm gonna toe the line Then I'll sit back and take what's mine